unless you've had it, um, that Chateaubriand um, from Wagyu from Japan is absolutely some of the best steak yeah. I've ever had. I actually refuse to eat steak in the States now. It's, really? it's blowing me that bad, yeah. Huh. Really? Really, oh. guy? I can't think of a better way to kick off a podcast. My name's Dave. Too much dip. It's Monday. I'm here in the studio with Dylan Shivery. Wow. Thank you, David. Very, very happy and excited to be here. Also like to congratulate the University of Texas on winning three natties in 11 days across uh, women's rowing, women's tennis, and men's golf. Did you say lacrosse? No. Oh. Men's, men's golf, women's rowing, women's tennis. Pretty sick, but not lacrosse. Uh, no, I see KJ counting over there. I thought you said three. I he, did. He did. Okay. Why did I hear four? Oh, you're saying lacrosse didn't count. He said lacrosse. I thought you said lacrosse, and I was did not. I was unaware not. that they had a team, but I guess they have a club team, right? Three natties, eleven days. Not bad. Three okay. eleven. Whoa. Wow. Burnt orange is the color of their energy. Sure. If you know, you know. Hey, um, KJ's coming to us live from the, the man cave. Uh, welcome to uh, the depths of the basement up here in Madison, Wisconsin. I don't have anything witty to say that's regionally appropriate, but you guys ever heard of this uh, apple cider vinegar stuff? Eh? ACV, it's got the mother. Yeah. What about it, man? What are you using it for? I don't know. I saw a TikTok and it convinced me I need to be drinking this shit on the reg. So, oh, it's if for your, born, your uh, pH balance. Okay. Your alkal okay. alkalinity, I believe. No one knows, man. It's not good, KJ. This lady was just like, "Hey, uh, you can flatten a curve," and I don't even know what it was talking about, but she's kind of French. It seemed convincing. So uh, your boy's all in on apple cider vinegar until I don't know. If I show up like asking for a diver tick ref, you know, oh. you know what the beginning of it was. <laughs> and honestly, I, I, in my in my brief research on uh, homeopathic diverticulitis treatments, I think ACV, as I call it, I think that was one of them. I know aloe vera. If if you have like aloe vera like juice, mm. which is just horrible, it's the worst by itself. But apparently that's a good one too. But we're not here to talk about my stomach ailments. Okay. Unless you guys want to. I got some other stuff going on too. What do you got? I thought man? ACV was a, a Patreon adult spinoff of America's Funniest Home Videos. Okay. What would in, in this joke, in this series, what would the C be? Instead of funniest, it's oh, okay. Come on, man. The family okay. program. KJ, what's good? Are you settled in yet? That is a, that is a funny name for a show, though. <laughs> Adam likes it. I'm I'm actually a little bit shocked. I've never seen it pop up in a title. But uh, to answer Dylan's like professional and, and adult question, uh, yeah, uh, all boxes have been emptied, which is a great feeling. I'd probably say I'm at like the 95 percent point. Everything aside from like my desk slash studio scene down here is set up. But I've got all of the items uh, accumulated, acquired, and I just need some time to uh, set that bad boy up, get the Peloton back up, you know, get the uh, dumbbells aligned and on a rack. You talking about uh, the boy will be uh, ready to go. God, dude, that's epic. His cave is looking a little bit more manly. He's got, some, yeah, he's got some stuff behind him. Looks like we might be getting some stuff on the wall. You're gonna have to uh, get some kind of super tip drill to uh, get into that. Yeah, I've I've actually been looking at ways to uh, you know not have to fully drill into the concrete, uh, and I think I'm gonna just adhere like a two by four, and then just frame to that. You know, just set up a grid system. Damn. I don't know. We'll see. This just guy. some manly ass shit. This guy. The boys, the boys, ready to, to get busy here. This is our first episode with KJ uh, popping in remote, and Dylan and I have headphones on. It's it's gonna take a little getting used to. I I love I like it because I can hear KJ, which is important. I feel like we can pick up on each other's cues a little bit better. 
What, what ah. I can't hear is the ambient sound, which I Agreed. don't know if is a plus or a minus because I can't hear it, which is good. It's like not distracting, but what if there's a noise going on that we're unaware of because we don't know what the hell's going on out there? Like somebody called the ambulance or someone, yeah, or someone going mod, like hitting that Mondo button. <laughs> Leaving the fan on, you know, yeah. like leaving the fan on. The fan's loud in that bathroom. The mo hitting the Mondo button. Yeah, I'm not gonna call anybody out, but hey, what's this tweet? <laughs> Tell me the tweet, KJ. I want to ask. Should I not have brought this to air? Who's 77 years old would be retiring. Uh, apparently, he said, "I'm not going anywhere." Or no, he didn't say, "I'm not going anywhere," but. Uh, he said, I'm 77 years old and I can do more push-ups than you right now. That's his response to questions about his retirement. Which uh, I pre-apologize to Dylan for the thought of saying, maybe I should lob this into uh, the meme group chat and see if uh, that's a response it. Dylan gave to somebody asking if he could kind of superset on the squat rack. Just because I can obviously do a lot of push-ups. I am a chess guy. Or is it because of his age, which would be a rude angle to take, KJ? <laughs> We all know you're a chess guy. We believe it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. I like that that's how he's clapping back these days. Like That I'm a chess guy? Or, oh, that Pat Riley's like, I can do more push-ups. <laughs> that's kind of like, um, could you take Pat Riley at, the, at age 77? Is similar to me. Was it Jackie Chan? Who was it who was, I said I could take? Hand-to-hand, man-to-man. You said Jackie Chan, which is asinine. No offense. Jackie Chan in like his mid-60s? I'm piecing him off. I'm sorry. I don't know, Dave. Wow. He can still absolutely throw hands. Uh, he he's got no he's got no zip behind him. There's there's I'm, I'm I'm slipping every jab. You know, okay. I'm countering. You know a little something about dad strength. To be fair, but I have a dad. I have a son. You clearly don't respect old man dad. old man strength, which is very real. You're talking about dad Dude. dick. <laughs> well, no, I was just talking about the strength of an old man. It always goes back to that with you. There's like a, a rule that your your son can never like never beat your ass, you know, because like, yeah, he's going to get older and stronger, but you're going to get that old man strength and you just have like this innate power over your offspring to always handle them in, in hand to hand combat. Or something. I stand by my statement now. Question. I was going to say question about dad, uh, dad strength. Does it ever is, is it accompanied by like dad overconfidence? Like, have we seen. Uh, an increase in ass weapons taken by fathers around the country because of their increased uh, overconfidence of dad strength. Yeah, you're you're talking about a real epidemic. Just, just dad, dad's just a little juiced up, feeling like they've can do no wrong, and they just go out to the bar, talk to the wrong dude. And that dad, that dad strength doesn't translate to just any uh, random Joe on the street. Then I'd like to make a confession here, and I don't know if either of you found yourselves in this position quite yet, uh, but yesterday I ventured into a local shopping mall here in town, um, went in part to find some shoes for my son, you know, as a father will, um, but also because I know they've got a little indoor playground situation, wear the toddler out and let him do his thing, and we can go on about our day shopping. He'll be pretty chill. Things you learn over time. You know, um, about 10 to 15 minutes into his little playground situation, time, whatever. Two kids, I'd venture to say between the ages of 12 and 19, probably closer to 12, but for my own pride, I'll say closer to 19. Like a guy and a girl, I'll say this, uh, just fully came and crashed the party. It was uh, nothing but two-year-old, three-year-olds, and a four- or five-year-old, like just hanging out playing on Thomas the train, jumping around on this little playpen thing. And these like preteens, the teenagers like just came in, just took their shoes off, tried to hop in, hang around. They go inside like the little house situation where there's a slide. And I'm like, okay, I don't need y'all mosting in the middle of like the toddler zone over here. No, it's a bad place to most. Did you teach them a lesson in old man strength? How long would you give it before like, confronting these two kids before i beat the shit out of a 15 year old <laughs> and his girlfriend uh, i'm giving him two minutes to um leave the premises before i'm saying something not not like super confrontational but like hey come on come on let's do that somewhere else kids i 
I, I feel like I hesitated at first because I at least wanted to give the opportunity to find out like maybe they're also babysitting one of the kids that was running around. Because Dan, I'm, you know, as much as anybody was in the middle of the situation, my kid's not even two yet. So he needs help on a lot of the items, you know, and I'm kind of doing the whole, you know, here's the slide, you know, parent move. So I give them a couple minutes. And then when they disappear in the house and the train of kids going into there, like to ride the slide kind of stops down. And I'm like, mm, I've had enough. So I kind of stick my head like into the house where you can kind of see them like, you know, out of sight of everybody else in the mall. I go, y'all are too damn old for this shit. You're scaring all the kids. Okay. And like, That's like me and Dylan go. going to Cain and Abel's. I don't want to scare the girl. I don't want to scare the kids. And the boy was like, he's going to do anything. And I just kind of leaned down and peeked my head back underneath. I was like, you're still here, huh? And then they left. So well, I'm going to call it a dub, but uh, That's a dub. the kid did, did challenge uh, my authority there briefly. Dylan, did you catch any dubs over the weekend you want to share? Because that was a good dub. Man, nothing like that. That was a solid dub. No, man. I didn't, I didn't catch an L, to be fair, but no dubs to speak of like KJ. It's still pretty good, though, man. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Yeah, I... I don't know how you how what the right way to handle that is because you don't want to go get like mall security. It's not it's not that big of a deal, but they need to realize this is a this is for the kids, this is for the tots, and not whatever you're doing. I didn't even pick up on it. I thought you were suggesting that they just went in there to like cause trouble, you know, just be like, oh, we're not supposed to be here. But now I'm kind of wondering if they had something far more uh, seedy going on. It would have been the weirdest place to do it, like. It was a very, like any playground sitch, there were parents just sitting around this whole playpen situation and none of them, like, I don't know, uh, paid attention enough to notice. But anyways, uh, I did walk around the mall the rest of the day, like kind of peeking over my shoulder. Like if I get hit over the back of the head and just fucking stomped in the mall, it's going to be a bad scene all around. <laughs> did you go down to get, did you go down to Gadzooks and look at some Doc Martens? I didn't see any Gadzooks, but there's a Spencer's and there's something called Box Lunch, which I'm old as F, you know, uh, even saying it this way, but never heard of it. It looks a lot like Gadzooks. They beat that every day. Jeez. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't, that's inappropriate. And I'm just saying. I'm sorry, man. I mean, he beat me to it. We locked eyes when you I said know, it. I don't know where I let that him came have from, it. Man. Let the record show I let Dylan have it. <laughs> and it's, it's a good, I'm glad that. <laughs> Oh God! Speaking of that, see this Kepka wedding. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I, not I didn't see the wedding. I saw just a, a clip of the from the reception. Sure. Yeah. I'm using wedding as the overarching term. Right. But yeah. Um, ludicrous. Ludicrous performed. Luda. It's one member of this show was panning the performance. Wasn't me. <laughs> Certainly wasn't Dylan. I'll own it. The first time I watched the video, as I always do, was without sound. And initially I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Lenny Kravitz did like an intimate <laughs> performance somewhere. Um, and then I looked closer and realized it was Brooks Kepka's wedding. Uh, I won't even judge the dance moves because you know they were trash. And then I turned on the audio and I'm like, I really wish uh, whatever... Ludacris's real name is Chris Ludacris Williams. Chris Luda. There we go. Um, he's Italian. He, he probably should have just done a monologue from like every scene he's ever done in Fast and the Furious instead of performing. Like a spoken word performance, and it might have brought the house down. At this point, better known for his rap career or his uh, acting career. He's been in a lot of the Fast and Furious movies. A lot more people have seen those than have heard his albums or any of his music, for think, sure. You think he's made more money doing in, in his acting career or his music career? Acting. It's got to be. He's mm -hmm. been in at least five of those, right? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. I stopped my binging. I need to, I need to turn that binge back on, mash that button. Um, he was a big player in my senior, junior and senior year of high school. Big fan. Followed them all the way through, what, Chicken and Beer? That was well, like a, an album. People forget <laughs> that he has hoes in different area codes. Nobody's forgot that. Okay. That's actually how I learned many area codes. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the question to be asked is like, 
Okay. Well, first of all, how much how much you dropping? How much is Brooks Kepka dropping to get Luda to do you know thirty minutes at his wedding or whatever he did? I'm saying I'm saying somewhere north of seventy five k. I was seventy five k was the exact number I was about to say. I would have been off. I was going to say probably thirty plus travel, but this is happening somewhere in Georgia or Florida, and I presume. You know, loot is not far. I guess it's not in his backyard, so there's still travel involved. But I was going to guess 30 to 40. Um, Turks and Caicos. Oh, fuck. Okay. (laughs) The price has gone up. (laughs) The price certainly has. Yeah, I can see that being the case. uh, To answer the question of to who, Dylan, uh, you want to lead here? Oh, yeah, who you want. Like, let's say. Chesney earlier. Is it him? Who? What name did you say? Kenny Chesney. Stop, man. She thinks your tractor's sexy. I don't fuck with this shit, KJ. You know that. <laughs> I went over to your house recently, walked into your home, and you had a keg in the closet. Unrelated to Kenny Chesney, but yeah, I did. I have a drinking problem. Oh. Uh, to answer your question, um, it's EJ for me. Elton. Oh, Elton oh. John. Elton and his big red piano would absolutely just tear the house down. Do you want to know a fun fact about Elton John and playing weddings? He did play a wedding. He's also very underrated. People he's not. Him, people don't he, give He's his, properly rated. We've been due through credit. this. Um, Many hits. I'm gonna, I could give you a thousand guesses on whose wedding he played in the last 20 years, and you would never guess it. This man is deceased. This man um, is the godfather of conservative talk radio, one Rush Limbaugh. Elton John played his wedding. What? Fun fact. Don't ask me how I know that. That, absol- that is very surprising. It's always, that's been like a, a, a stat or just a, a fact that I've never forgotten about clearly as I'm bringing it up on the pod all these years later. But yeah. Interesting. Who you got, KJ? Uh, probably David Blaine. <laughs> okay. I'll fuck with that. Like, can you imagine being a guest at a wedding and you're like, hey, I know we're going to get some, you know, violin rendition of, I don't know, Ben Adams. Is that a musician? Music by some breathy guitarist that you don't really care about. You're going to get that all day. Ben Adams. It's my life. Um, but if you had David, David Blaine there, like fucking around, he's the one who would like exchanges the rings. You don't even see the hands move. You've just got fucking, you're married already. I don't know. I'm in for it. I mean, he's certainly going to draw a crowd. Is he going to levitate down? He's going to be in a block vice the whole time. We're going to be doing fucking oh. lose shots right oh. off of a block vice featuring David Blaine. He, he only levitates down when Dua Lipa comes on. Right. That's a reference that I know. Wow. <laughs> David Blaine, uh, ice shot block. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> david blaine's the right choice because you can't go chris angel you can't have this dude no. up there just freaking everybody's no, minds that'd be too freaky like dude hey do you mind not freaking my wife's mind right hey, now man, people are starting to leave everyone's getting freaked you like f- please kind of freaked it. everybody out chris yeah but if, if thanks Bla- for coming if david blaine's up there you know regurgitating frogs into champagne flutes that's different complimentary champagne that's different that is different david <clears throat> oh man um so many, so many artists out there to consider. Um, I was thinking either like maybe like Hillary Duff or Casey Musgraves. What do you think, KJ? Now you're I think I'd be a very happy guest at your wedding. And which one do you prefer? Uh, your boy might go blue chew to this wedding. Okay, that's. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna need blue chew. Uh, I, I <laughs> what is blue chew? Um, I need the motherly qualities. Oh, it is a, a, a generic Viagra. I, believe. Oh, I thought it was like a dog toy. No, no. Because KJ does have the dog in him. Um, okay. You know, it's got to be Hillary Duff, I think. Um, Wait, anyway, she I, gonna... I need the motherhood. Didn't she do some songs? Did she do music? She's yeah. Come Clean. Is that... Or she did the song Come Clean. Okay. Let the rain fall down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who could forget that that classic? Let it wash away my sanity. 
I'm now that I'm like, thinking about how much ludicrous might cost, because like I think I remember in college booking booking like an '80s rock cover band for a party. I mean, five k sometimes in like the good the good cover bands, and this is back then like ten k. So you got to think that price is doubled. Uh, uh, that's Thanks, just. Biden. Yeah, but Luda hasn't done music since uh, like lunchflation since like two thousand three. Lunchflation's hurting everybody, Dylan. It is. <laughs> you weren't you saying you're having an issue with munchflation? <laughs> yeah, it's really expensive, man. This is stupid. This is anyway, really stupid. Congratulations to the happy couple. Let's be the first. Um, Last question on them, real quick, not okay. to elongate things. But back to Brooks Kepka, who actually was the one married. Do you think we get any less H or insufferable content now that they're married? Like, will they calm that shit down now that they're not just a hot, horny, engaged couple? No, it's going to be forced horniness. It's going to be just, just volume shooting. I, I've, I'm sad to say, with the with the pip money that's out there, Brooks is a smart guy. Say what you want about him, but he knows all he has to do is post a, a provocative photo of himself and his wife and. He's just such a judge. I, the, the less Brooks, the better, in my opinion. I'm just, I'm, I'm sick of him. Ever since his Wagyu comment, it's all been downhill from there. He's just, he's just so chachi. Unless you've had it, he. I refuse. David Faraday in that clip, but it's we're referring to the clip that we opened the show with. Very clearly thinks he is a douchebag. Like the way he goes, really, huh? <laughs> that is that is like a this guy is a clown. That is how you respond without being you know it's his show. You can't be too big of a jerk. Like but. imagine he and his boys go out to, um, you know, a, a Bob's Steak and Chop House in Florida, Texas, so, or something along those lines. Texas Roadhouse, Longhorn Steakhouse, something yeah. just super classy. They have fine meats, fine cuts of meat there, and everyone's like, oh, we're gonna mob up. We're gonna drink good wine tonight, and get some you know get some fillets, maybe a couple of ribeyes. <laughs> I get a tomahawk and he's just like, sorry guys, I'm gonna get the the redfish because we're in the states and uh, I don't eat I don't eat steak here. Like, ima you, imagine a scenario. As you're aware, we are in the lower 48. <laughs> he's like, nah, nah, can't do it. I'll just do like, do y'all have like chicken chicken or something? I, I I'm sorry. Yeah, I just, you know I can't do it. Or it's gonna sound weird, but can you just bring me a Tupperware with soil from Japan? And I can put that under my seat, and then that would allow me to enjoy this nice tomahawk steak. That's how that's how Colt McCoy became a Texan, because you know he was born in New Mexico, but his daddy sprinkled a little Texas dirt under his crib. Is that a real story? That's uh, a Musburger. That's a Musburger <laughs> joint. That really was said on the air, probably the same time as he was, the same era as him just pointing out, <laughs> pointing out ladies in the crowd and just. Just not not letting it go. Not on uh not on our sheet, but R.I.P. to uh, Brent Musburger's uh, career with the Raiders. He is no longer going to be their play-by-play -play guy on the radio come this fall. I didn't even know Musburger, he did that. Yes, he is uh, not only big into gambling, so Vegas was a dream for him. Uh, but he still may stay in Vegas and do you know, Action.com or something like that. But he's not going to do the radio the Raiders radio. Um, Shortly after John Gruden was fired unceremoniously, unceremoniously uh, due to the email investigation to Dan Snyder, where uh, John Gruden referred to D. Maurice Smith, who is black, uh, with uh, some racial overtones to his language, you know, referring to the size of his lips and other stupid oh. things. But uh, Brent Musburger was quick to say it was a shame that John uh, that John Gruden was fired. So. Uh, also, can it be a shame? Okay. Also famously diabolically horny, Brent Musburger. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget that. I mean, the guy, <laughs> he's impossibly horny. <laughs> um, That's not why he was let go, though, right? Or he left no, on his he, own. Yeah, he just decided not to return. Um, Or I, I don't know who made the decision, but his comments came back in the fall. I want to say late November Gruden was fired in like early October. Um, and this was just announced last week. Cannot wait for those depositions when that whole thing breaks. Cause that's going to be a problem for a lot of people. Some are suggesting. Of, uh, sorry, breaking news, not to uh, cut you off, but I think uh, it is worth uh, breaking in there. And uh, 
that is the sound of uh, several princes throughout Saudi Arabia uh, celebrating the announcement just made by Phil Mickelson. Oh. He is officially partying at Club Live in the Hotel Fountain Blue in Miami, but he'll be playing in the LIV tournament or Live, however we're pronouncing this. He's in the Langdon International. The Langdon. Of course, he's referencing Liv Langdon, friend of the show. Right. Oh, wow. He's he's issued a statement. This is the first we've heard from Phil in a while. That This is good breaking news. This might be the best breaking news we've had on this show. So shout out to you for, for keeping the Twitter open. But uh, yeah, he starts out with the first paragraph all about the apology. Good. Um, Wait, how long is this statement? for the reporter? No, no, no. He says, first and foremost, I want to again apologize to the many people I offended and hurt with my comments a few months ago. I've made mistakes in my career and some of the things I've said and done, taking time away and self-reflecting has been very humbling. Correct usage do of humbled. We, do we think he's apologizing to Saudi Arabia? That's a great question. <laughs> it could go both ways. This is actually pretty I, genius. I, I, don't think, uh, I don't think that was an apology to uh, Jamal Khashoggi's family. <laughs> Or, uh, I don't know, everybody who was affected by 9-11. But um, he's ready to come back and play the game. After 32 years, his new path is a fresh start. He's thrilled to begin with the Live Golf Tour. Very cool for him. Okay, well, we knew this was going to happen, but I think we knew. I don't know. People were speculating why he wasn't on the uh, original list. But um, has Ricky announced yet? This is a good segue into our next segment. Because Ricky, Ricky Ricky's... He announced? Oh, I don't know if it's official. I just, like, news has been leaked that he will be joining. But, Phil, mm, shaking my head, man. Ricky's currently trying to qualify to get into the U.S. Open. These guys are dead that's, to me. I'll say it that's again. That's sad that he's even, like, struggling to qualify at this point. To be been, what, four, four or five years since he had, like, top five finishes in every major for, like, two straight years or something like that? Yeah, he, yeah I don't know. he had some, no. He had some years. He, I, I, what's his biggest win is the uh, the players championship, right? He did win that, but I don't know, man. He uh, he's lost his way a little bit. But the real the real lead that we've buried, we lost Kevin Na to the Live Tour. How are we gonna? What are we gonna do? Na 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 na. Right. Make him say. Do you have any thoughts on Kevin Nahr? No, I mean, I, someone who responded, um, he addressed his, in his announcement, he addressed his fans. His fan? And, and then someone said, like, <laughs> like, like zero people are tuning in to watch you as is. We will not miss you, I promise. So, that's uh, and that's so probably a little bit fair, while rude at the same time. But then again, the, the people who are choosing to join live um, are dead to me, so. They should. That, I was going to say, let's let's make it very clear. Your official position on this entire tournament slash endeavor by these golfers. Uh, yeah, is um, if you have, well, it, it might be unfair to some of the like lower tiered golfers who are just chasing a check, chasing a bag. That's um, what I do. But the other ones, guys like Phil. And I, I won't throw Ricky in it because he's been struggling and he he might just actually need the money at this point. I don't know. But guys who have options, DJ and Phil and these guys, Ian Poulter, uh, they're dead to me. DJ's the real because Phil everybody, everybody speculates Phil's just D deep in uh gambling debts. Right. And DJ though, <laughs> what and, are you doing? And, and and to be clear, it's solely because of who is backing this league solely because of that sure like what else do, what what other reason do you need i mean we, we talked about it a plenty last week or whatever but it's in, it's inexcusable no, I, I, I don't me. disagree it's i just wanted to be very yeah. uh i wanted to be clear on it because i and i think my thought is uh understanding it's all about the money you know in terms of their efforts here i I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I was going to tune in if this was the Canadian tour with the same amount of money or something. You know what I mean? Like if you swap out who's backing it, I don't think my interest would be peaked any differently. I'm still going to be like, Oh, what's the course look like? 
And then I don't see myself being very compelled because apparently uh, Tiger turned down a high nine figure offer uh, from the tour, um, which hilarious to think about how much money is just out there for this. Um, maybe we can get some media credentials, question mark. Um, I don't think that's going to be difficult. Awesome. I, I don't care. I don't know that I would care about it. Even if all of the PGA tour players were well, not all, but if you give me half of the top 100 players to go play over there, I don't know that I'm watching it. Probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah. What time? I mean, I know the, the, the tournaments are all over, but I mean, some of those are going to be on fairly late or fairly early, depending on where they're being held. Um, no, I, I just hope that everybody who's who's really, really up in arms about it, and rightfully so, um, I, I'm curious what their um, persuasion is when it comes time for uh, elections. And uh, will they be backing candidates who uh, oppose foreign aid to uh, countries who have notoriously violated human rights? My, my, my in, inclination is no. That Venn diagram is going to be pretty hilarious, but um, yeah. No, it's funny. It's the worst press that Saudi Arabia's got in however long. Um, and all they did was start a golf league. <laughs> Dude, DJ's a big DJ's a big git. I gotta give it to him. I did not think that was gonna happen. I know we talked about it already, but that that one shocked me. Hundred percent. I I was uh, I think we all thought this was dead in the water after the Phil situation. And you know, this is gonna sound terrible to say. But I don't think that anyone should be surprised. I know the timing is more set in line with the timing of the tournaments. But having the announcements uh, over the last two weeks is probably good for them because there's not much space on, like, the front pages uh, for shit like this, you know, given some of the other events outside of sports. So there's only so much time that they can be lambasted and, you know, get negative press even on the front page of ESPN at this point, you know, they're chasing NBA finals, uh, CNN and main newscasts are going to be chasing, you know, everything else. So after the fill fallout about a month ago, they waited and here they are. So I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'll be interested, like I said, to see just the initial reception of it. Because I think a big attraction to golf when you start asking people like, why do you care so much about the Masters or about the Open? And everyone always goes back to, you know, jaying each other off about the history and the tradition and all of these things. And you can't just create that with money and like a badass sizzle reel. <laughs> that they've, they've definitely put that together. The graphics package, they, they must have dropped the bag on that. <laughs> Dylan, is it true that you, the first live tournament, you're going to glue your hand to the flag stick on the first, first hole? <laughs> I am. Yeah. No, back to that video. No, no, no. Back to that video. <laughs> what? I'm just we thinking about, they just like pull the flag out and just walk you out. You just got the flag glued <laughs> to like, like, sir, that we can easily replace this flag stick. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> One non-permanent option. <laughs> That video is absolutely hilarious, though. The one that you were talking about, the, all the stock footage that you used. That, that reminds me of Grand X when we, yeah. our, our uh, so stock all, photos were Shutterstock yeah, all, and not Getty. Shutterstock shutter images. We didn't have the money for Getty images. Oh, no. To be fair, they're very expensive they to are. use. But we always had like the B team Shutterstock ones. And the, if you needed a photo of like LaDainian Tomlinson, it was a photo of him from like 1997. Or what? No, it was it was just some like generic actor wearing a purple, like a TC. I mean, it wasn't even a real. It wasn't even him. We're, oh my god, they're so bad. <laughs> oh, I need a documentary on like the Shutterstock photo shoot scene, like the casting call, the warehouse where they set up all the backdrops, the props. You know, person who's got to like go string together a two hundred dollar budget. No, we had a uh, recurring series on pgp i think will did it actually it was like futter like it was like shutterstock model of the day or, or model of the week and then he would make up this like this fake background for some like shutterstock model it was so funny it was our answer to tfm girls yeah tf that's right <laughs> like babe of the day but it was like shutterstock model of the which day to be something. fair dylan had nothing to do with thank you dave for pointing that out that is true 
You know what you did uh, have something to do with? Oh, go ahead, KJ. I was just going to last, lastly on the live tournament. Do we know when, when's the first one? When do I need to start caring about this again? Uh, I think it's this week. It's ironically. Um, I thought all eyes were here on the am fam here in Madison, Wisconsin, which apparently has taken place like three blocks from my house. The, the first event is the ninth through the 11th. Oh, this weekend. So yeah, they and are cucking Madison, Wisconsin's tournament to, uh, put on their event. I now take umbrage with the live tournament. Hmm. Interesting. I'm not going to watch. How about that? You know what you are going to do? Mostly because it's on YouTube. I'm just not going to do that. Yeah, what's up? Strut that ass around with that dynamite hair. Yep, I will. I will do that. Let's Thank talk you. L'Oreal. Mm -hmm. Specifically L'Oreal Paris men. Expert one twist hair color. Well, something you've got a little experience with, huh? I've used it exactly twice now. Um, Once several weeks ago. And then I got myself a little haircut and I decided to uh, touch it up a bit. And y'all saw me do it here in the office. It took me five minutes. It was very easy to do. It smelled great. And then uh, you guys just couldn't stop complimenting me out to the fact. So my question when, when we took, the, took these guys on as a sponsor is like, well, when you get your hair cut, you just have to do it again. And then again, you know, get your hair cut every month or whatever. And unlike traditional hair colors, I learned, there's no root regrowth. How about that? Tell me more. Color fades naturally over time, so there's no line of demarcation, especially with the fresh cut or with hair growth over time. It's natural, undetectable gray coverage made for men. Takes how long? Five minutes, maybe? Tops? It takes five minutes. I feel like you did it Straight quicker up. than that. It took five minutes. I, I, I On the dot. It. Yeah. Okay, well. You got to cool. let it set in. It's true. It's an all-in-one bottle. It's never been done before with hair color. There's no mixing of multiple formula tubes available online at Amazon and Walmart or in stores at Walmart near the razors. Check it out. Dylan's, I mean, look, you walk in here and I'm like, who do you think you are? Yeah. I'm I, Dylan, but I do look 28 now. I'd pop my lid, but I got these new headies on. So, you know, it's like a whole thing. But just trust me, I look really dope under here. Check it out. L'Oreal Paris, men expert, one twist hair color. Mm -hmm. Basketball time. The Mavs ended Quinn Snyder's career. <laughs> in, in Utah. In Utah. In Utah. Correct. Um, I imagine this announcement is uh, partly in time and, or timing of this announcement has a lot to do with um, Darvin Ham getting the uh, Lakers gig, former Texas Tech Red Raider. I believe Quinn Snyder's name was thrown around quite a bit for uh, potential head coaches in, in Los Angeles. Um, I think Utah has had quite a run under his nine-year uh, tenure. I don't know if that's more talent or team build, but uh, there's no question about the fact that they've been successful. He's taken two players who are entirely homegrown uh, in Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and turned it into a competing team. Joe Ingles was gone. They missed that a lot. But um, if you could coach like with a marshmallow, the DJ – Heads like the DJ Marshmallow. If you could have like headgear on while coaching in the NBA, he would be a candidate for it because I think his unlikability uh, genuinely impacts my like interest in seeing him him coach anywhere else. Like he's just the most hateable face out there. He just always looks weathered. He just looks. He looks like he went on Dylan's bachelor party and like flew home like a day after everybody else. <laughs> Like he tripped on a cactus or something. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean, though? Cool. He just looks haggard. Looks worn out. Yeah. That's that's a fair assessment, I think. So does this mean if, if the Jazz hire, who, I, don't, I, I don't know, Tyron Lue or something, are they going to be like likable now all of a sudden, assuming Donovan Mitchell's there? Um, he's expressed some concerns. He's a big Quinn Snyder guy, apparently. That is, yeah, I, I saw that, that he was unnerved. Uh, was the quote attached to it. He'll be there. Whether or not Rudy Gobert is, is a bigger question. Whether or not DeAndre Aiden is going to be in Phoenix is also a big question. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't think Utah hangs around as a top-tier contender with a new head coach. 
I do think it's going to be interesting to see what Danny Ainge does, who came over from Boston to be something in their front office. Um, Obviously, Boston's in the final, so I don't see Brad insert his last name from the Celtics. What's his name? Butler coach. Oh, he's now their president or GM, I guess. Yeah. Stevens. I, I don't, yeah, Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens, there you go. I don't see him being forced to make a change or anything like that from Boston. Things seem to be going well. So, I I don't know. Um, I sure as hell know that there's like five Jazz fans that listen to this, I'm sure. You know, plus or minus, and I wish all of you the best of luck. <laughs> okay. You want to talk finals? Eh. We're all square, KJ. It's good. It's been good. This is not bad. It's not bad basketball. I know, but and I've had them on. I don't know what it is about like the whole 25 point lead and just big leads, you know, being swung in the middle of games. I, it's compelling. You've got a lot of characters. You've got a lot of stars. The game's are relatively have been relatively close for a lot of the game. Um, but I just, I don't know. Maybe it's because the Mavs got so close. Something about it, I'm just not like as dialed in as even I was with like Phoenix and Milwaukee last year. Just too much college baseball going on for your, you can only do so much. Um, game one was insane. And I admittedly turned it on for the second half and I was like, oh, okay. We're, Doing this, Warriors are they're good again. You know, I learned that last series. But the uh, the furious Boston comeback led by Al Horford, that was really fun. Even though I, I don't, Boston's got a Boston's team is fun. I, I generally root against Boston sports, but I don't I don't care. I don't have a dog in this series whatsoever. But uh, last night, last night was fun too. Got to see the Warriors do their Warriors thing, where they just come out of nowhere and explode. And third quarter, it's over. What's Draymond's problem? <laughs> he did dude this against the Mavs, asshole. dude. He just he begs the officials to give him the second tech. He does, and they don't. They they don't generally do it. Why? don't because it's the playoffs, and that's like too much of a headline to. He knows. He knows. He's he's one of the stars in the league, and he can get away with it. They're not going to, in theory, uh, tee him up twice, kick him out. But he's just such a it, D, man. It's really annoying. He did this against the Mavs a couple of times where he was just kept barking at officials. And Luca gets all sorts of crap for for uh, whining to officials. But Draymond yeah. is just as bad, if not worse. That Way game, more aggressive about it. That game one lost by Golden State, considering they were up big at home and then lost. And their stars, like Tatum, didn't play particularly well, if I recall. He was bad in game one, <laughs> um, offensively. You said Horford was the reason they won, and he was. Uh, that seemed like a just a soul-crushing loss to me and for Golden State to come back the way they did. I'm, I'm really happy they did. I want to see a series here, but that was a very impressive game one win. And now it's headed back to Boston. I don't know. Mm. Getting Gary Payton Jr. back, I think, was more critical than – the Warriors really allowed for anyone else to realize like they handled the Mavericks with not ease, but pretty, pretty, you know, handedly. Um, and had they had Gary Payton Jr. on top of that, his defense, you know, his ability to be just another contributor whenever Clay's not on the floor. Um, it, it really shows you how deep and well-built that team is in Boston has a similar situation. When you've got Al Horford, like, putting up whatever he had, like 20 points in the fourth quarter, like six threes, and he's their big, you know, uh, it's it says a lot about the fact that there's a big gap between the top three, four, five teams in the NBA and, I don't know, Houston, Detroit. I'm naming the worst teams out there, but it's just it's mind-blowing um, who you can – look how deep and then pick like six or seven players off of this team that you would want on yours. And I can hardly name three off of most teams. Yeah. They're uh warriors are really deep and they're not getting anything out of clay. He's like one for eight last night from three. And he's, I mean, if you, it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. He's going to have one. He's going to have one game like that where he just goes bonkers, but um yeah, nothing, nothing really so far from him. Uh, I see here we have a note. Stay in your lane, 
LeBron. Yes. As a uh, noted billionaire, um, I am very protective of that title. No, uh, it was announced that uh, LeBron's on track to become active, uh, one of the few active athletes to be a billionaire. Nobody cares about that. What I do care about is LeBron randomly tweeted, uh, I think I'm about to hop on some podcasts or maybe I'll start my own. To which I reply, I don't need a LeBron cast. Come on, LeBron. I don't need it. Don't need it. Only so many ad dollars to go around, man. God, he's going to get that athletic greens bag. Man, he's going to be doing stamps.com. <laughs> I don't think he's going to do a stamps read, man. You don't think he's just going to hit him oh, with a nah. stamps read? He's going to do the L'Oreal reads. He's going to do them, man. He's going to kill it. Maybe keeps. That's, that's mean. <laughs> that's, that's mean. That's yeah. mean. <laughs> Sheesh. I, I take that back. Ugh. You don't think LeBron could use a free scale? <laughs> I don't think he needs one, man. Well, let me see. Did you see? Look, don't even monetize LeBron. Do us all a favor. You're a billionaire, dog. He he had a pretty thirsty little Instagram post recently. He was doing his workout stuff in his his men's tight pants. I don't know what the proper word is. Turns out that LeBron James is, is in pretty good shape. Yeah. I mean, he really is. But, I mean, it, it went on. It was like 10 stories in a row, and I couldn't stop watching. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one video of him like balancing on the ball and he had like this thing in his hand? It was, as KJ would note, bendy. He was like, it was some core thing. And everybody, I saw people at the gym trying to do it. And it was just, it was hilarious that one post from him can turn any weekend warrior into uh, full training mode. And his post was using the title machine. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Or the tonal, tonal. Yeah, he got that money. uh, It's like that. Title sponsor of his pod, probably. Like that mom home workout machine. Okay. He's uh, a big, uh, like, he owns a percentage of it, a large percentage of Tonal, okay. or an earlier investor in Tonal. What I also learned was that he owns a large percentage of Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, the Premier League soccer club. Him and the Liver um, King. <laughs> LeBron and Liver King. If that's a pod episode that we ever get, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I may retire at that point. But, yeah. Um, I will say this, LeBron, you have an open invitation to join the Too Much Dip podcast at any point in time. Uh, when it's interview month, you can be our premier guest. How about that? I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, that's fine. You cool with that, Dylan? <laughs> I'm cool with that. Okay. All right. Can we move on to what everybody wants to talk about? Baseball. Can we talk about Vizzy first, though? Yeah. Because I find the best way to enjoy the college world series or any sports or just life in general is with like the vibiest hard seltzer. Mm-hmm. And of course we're talking about busy. I mean, what, what do you got going this summer, Dylan? What's your vibe? What are you Ooh, doing? Uh, catch me trying to be lakeside, maybe on a boat, definitely poolside, anywhere near water really is going to be my vibe this summer. It's gonna be so hot, Dave. And of course I will be accompanied by some ice cold busy hard seltzers. 105 today. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> he chooses not to talk about it. Look, Vizzy Art Seltzer passes the vibe check with its bold and delicious fruit flavors. It's got the super fruit acerola. You've got the vitamin C. They've got you covered this summer with a wide range of refreshing fruit flavors like pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, blueberry pomegranate. Just variety, man. You know I'm a lemonade guy, but you know I've been messing with the mimosa flavors as well. Mm-hmm. And... I don't have a favorite. I like them all. Reach still, in there, reach in the variety pack, whatever comes out, I'm fine with. I'm still on my lemonade shit too, Dave. So yeah, I it's too hard to pass you. up, man. Delicious combinations like papaya, passion fruit, watermelon, strawberry, blackberry, lemon, and raspberry tangerine. Check it out. Um, yeah, you can't go wrong with any of them. Vizzy Hard Seltzer, the seltzer that passes the vibe check. Vizzy is a vibe. And if you're as excited as we are to try Vizzy Hard Seltzer, Here's how to get it. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed, and you can find out where you can uh, go get that. It's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And for updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. Let's talk a little college baseball. I've watched more college baseball in 
48 hours than I've watched in my entire life. It's fun, isn't it? When you have when you have stake in the game, it, it's really fun. It's fun, man. And when you have personalities in the game, like we talked about, Tennessee. And You're a big Tennessee guy. No, nah, I don't know if I like them. I'm, I like that they exist. I don't know if I like them. But look, I'm watching. If you if the bats are like ping and it's look, all loud. Tennessee, man. Um, I have a little note on, on here that says they're a problem, and it's because they are very very good. They're the top team in the country. They've already advanced to the super regional. They will be playing Notre Dame. Mm. but they are the cockiest team I've ever seen in the uh, in the game of baseball on any level. It's it's ridiculous what these guys do. Uh, they they pimp home runs. They have these choreographed celebrations for for base hits. They have I think they have a fur coat they keep in the dugout that that you get to wear if you hit a home run. They have guys with the aggressive eye black. Just like, you know, like their whole face is painted, basically. And they're walking around the field like they're entering a boxing ring. I mean, they're just it's they're out of control. Doesn't help the fact that they absolutely mash the ball and they got a pitcher who throws like legit 105. It's a ridiculous team. Their coach is also just super cocky and also a hunk, by the way, which doesn't help things. It, no. They just have they have too much going for them right now. And unless you are a Tennessee fan, it's a very insufferable team to watch play. Do you have any plans to glue yourself to the locker room in protest? Um, I don't know. No, I haven't done. No, not yet. Okay. Uh, Texas advances to the Super Regional over Air Force. Mm. Uh, Who did they did play? you feel good about what you did to the troops? I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't do anything. You. I. You were saying some things. Actually, a neat little note on that. After Texas defeated Air Force. Uh, a little USA champ broke out in the stands. So that was kind of a cool little tribute to the team that just... Is that true? Yeah. Okay. Which is kind of neat, I guess. Uh, the coach, uh, the first time... So Texas played Air Force twice. The first time they played them, coaches will sometimes grab a headset and do a mid-game, like mid-inning interview with the broadcast. And the head coach of Air Force forgot his name. He gave just an absolutely electric interview, and he was talking about how... You know, the guys on his team, like their purpose is much bigger than just the game of baseball, of course. He says that, yeah, if these guys are going to go on, they're going to graduate from here. They're going to put warheads on foreheads, is what he said. And he also used a, a, the phrase pink mist, which refers to, I think, just blowing someone to smithereens, which I hadn't heard used before either. This guy uh, is the, the head coach of Air Force. Yeah. Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you, yeah. Okay. So I was like, all right, man. Do you think, um, you know, a lot of those Air Force players were seniors, and this that was their last game, probably the last game of their baseball career. Uh-huh. Do you think as they walked off the field in defeat, the USA chants were like, they like looked at each other like, you know what? It was all worth it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. A little hopped up from uh, Top Gun doing so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another note close to home here, uh, the, our Texas State Bobcats, Dave. They play tonight. They play Stanford. Winner advances to Super Regional. Loser goes home. <laughs> yeah, I've been on it. I've I've, I've seen big every game. pitch of big, uh, Texas State baseball in these big game. in these playoffs. And uh, let me tell you, eat them up. Those guys have embraced the uh, shag coming out of the back of the hat and the uh, mustache. And I think they were doing the mustache before Miles Teller, or at least before yeah. the release of T- TG Two. They're like uh, calling it. Yeah, they are. They have a little Tennessee in them. This Texas State team does. Mm. They're very proud of who they are, and they're pretty cocky. Yeah, talk, talk a lot of shit. It's par for the course for San Marcos yeah. Athletics. Yeah. Baseball, baseball teams at T State, they they're a different breed. Yeah, we're pulling for them though. It's been a fun ride. Hopefully, they can pull it out tonight. It'd be a big upset. Yeah, big I mean, upset. Stanford's I haven't good. followed much um, of the women's college World Series. Softball, I'm talking here. Oh, but, yeah. But I do know that Oklahoma absolutely is the most unbeatable team in years, probably. They uh, they have a – what's up, KJ? Breaking news. They lost. What? They're leading right now, but they have a doubleheader today. They lost the first game today. To who? Um, to UCLA. Number one, Oklahoma lost to UCLA earlier, but they are leading them in the elimination game. Okay. Uh so heavy favorites, I would fully agree. 
but they just happened to drop that one game today. There's a young lady on their team, and I do not remember her name. I apologize. She absolutely mashes. I mean, she hits. She averages like over a home run per game. Like it's it's pretty insane. That's pretty good. Yeah. What's her wins <laughs> above replacement? It's her war. It's way up there. <laughs> Dude, you got to bounce? Yeah, I got I to bounce. I got to go pick, pick up the homie from summer camp. We, we can take it from here. KJ's got some hot World Cup takes. I'm leaving it in good hands, I know. Love okay. you guys. Well, I appreciate it. We'll be digging into baseball without you with all the hard-hitting facts. Sounds great. Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to pivot a little bit. Uh, let's go ahead and sports party. That's all we got on baseball. Um, yeah, let me give you a little uh, note before we get into the sports party. I, uh, I acquired some a new mute, a new beat for the sports party. Mm. However, what I didn't do was load it onto the board. Well, while you're doing that, <clears throat> no, 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 I, it, I, I don't have to. I can't do it. Okay, I thought you were like waiting no, for it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're gonna have to party with no music. It's gonna be like a a silent disco. It's not gonna well, be I like that at all. I've never been to one of those. I'll plug one thing before the party. For those who are interested in the uh, NHL hockey playoffs, go find great content and more on Cold Stove Podcasts here on the Wash Media Network. Uh, as I am actively rooting for the Oilers to finish things out, as well as uh, the Rangers to beat the shit out of the Lightning, I'm keeping up, but I'm staying informed by keeping it locked to Cold Stove. Yep. Good call. Good plug. So no Ukraine in the World Cup, huh? Yeah, we had the weird scheduling defect. What on account of I don't know the invasion of their country by Russia, mm. uh, whereas uh, Ukraine had two games to play uh, in order to advance the world or qualify for the World Cup, uh, which will be held later on this year in a country that no doubt I'm sure all of the members of this podcast will fully uh, support because Qatar has never had any human rights violations at all. Um, <laughs> But no, Ukraine beat up, I want to say like Ireland uh, a few weeks back, and they had to beat Wales, uh, a winner qualified for the World Cup. Gareth Bale put it in uh, late in the game. I don't know. I think it was extra minutes. Um, How do you know that yeah. guy's name? Uh, he's he's a, at least a notable Premier what? League player, at least at one point in time. Is he a noted Welsh? Uh, you know. The Ellis part of my family's heritage is from Wales. So, you know, oh, he's probably a relative. Who knows? Um, but yeah, RIP Ukraine's World Cup hopes. You got to imagine that all of these players will have uh, nothing to go home and do. Maybe they will also have to go put warheads on foreheads and hopefully find some pink mist. You know, because it's pretty sure they got some obligations to go back to. <laughs> you know, it's funny about the warheads on foreheads thing. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking about like the first, when I, when, when Dylan first told me about that, the first thing I thought was the warhead candy and mm -hmm. that, that was where my mind went. And I don't, it's just, it was weird. I was like, clearly, why would he be talking about that? That would be so weird if that was part of it. I thought it was notes from the deposition of the 24th or 25th accuser of Deshaun Watson said he threatened to do said his warhead on her forehead. Um, but no, what he said to her allegedly was much more graphic. So. Go ahead. And what was it? Uh, you know. Oh, wait, you sent it earlier. Never mind. Don't say that. Ugh. Come on, man. <laughs> Clean it up. It's this guy's fucking deal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. But I'm sure it's not in any way related to the fact that Baker Mayfield is still employed in Cleveland because they're probably like, oh, shit. Did we just pledge away a quarter uh, billion dollars? I don't like... So I don't like that this situation is happening, mainly for the 24 uh, or so uh, accusers. But right. I do like the added Baker Mayfield drama because if he ha if they have to roll him out there and he's just in full effort mode where, like, look, he knows they don't want him and he can go out there and, and just be like Baker on 11, let's, let's see that. I'm, I'm all for that. Worst off, like it may propel him to a Hall of Fame level career. If, if let's say Deshaun Watson for some somehow gets caught up in this and cannot continue to play, and Cleveland has to pay him, but they can't start him or whatever, 
and Baker has to stay in Cleveland, <laughs> nothing will shine like a, they really didn't want Baker to $200 million tune uh, to propel his uh, need for a chip on his shoulder. This is an actual like, chip on his shoulder, like the most legitimate chip he's ever had, right? Absolutely. Like this is absolutely. not some like Michael Jordan mental just made up thing. Like this is real. They don't want you. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of things that people didn't want, uh, shout out to uh, five or six members of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Uh, it's June and it's Pride Month, which I will speak on behalf of all of Too Much Dip. Shouts to Dippy, all of his supporters, regardless of uh, their sexuality, but most importantly, be proud to be who you are. So we support Pride Month. Do we need to do a Pride uh, Dippy? No. <laughs> like, I would like to see it. I don't need it to have any comments allowed. People get uh, people get mad when we when people got mad at circling back because we talked about politics. So I don't. Maybe oh. we should stay out of it. They got mad that we were upset about the uh, oh the elementary school that was. Uh, yeah, they got mad about that. One guy did. We read a review today. I should I should let it go, but I can't. Tell them to hit my DMs. It always goes well for people who have questions about my <laughs> po my political leanings and commentary. That's what I've heard. Uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They were acknowledging Pride Month by they have like a small Starburst logo, which doesn't look bad, but it's pretty non-memorable uh, on their sleeve on the sleeve of their jerseys. And it's usually navy with yellow and white in the middle of it. It was changed to rainbow uh, for Pride Month. Something I have not seen before. Six members of a team have basically decided, yeah, we're not wearing that logo. Uh, I will allow you to imagine, guess, I don't know, use your own prejudice to just come up with ideas as to where these gentlemen could be from, all from America. Uh, maybe what states, you don't even have to judge what they look like, but it's a bad look. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like going out of your way to be like, yeah, I'm not doing that when it's like a team or an organization wide thing. And it's a sticker on the side of your Jersey, like get over it, man. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a difference in like being like, why, why are the brands doing this? Or why do teams feel like they have to do this? And then just being like, you know what, I'm going to, this is where I draw the line. I'm going to glue my hand somewhere because, uh, I'm not wearing this. Right. But uh, what did the Rangers do for pride month? What have they done? <laughs> uh, I think they're still celebrating, uh, Texas independence day, like Hell five yeah. months prematurely. Hell yeah. Um, I, I guarantee we're not getting a Juneteenth out of the Rangers. Um, lastly, I'm not a big wrestling guy. I threw this in the group chat yesterday, but one of the most appalling, visually stunning images is when you see a, like the results of a muscle tear. Like you've seen this old weightlifting videos when like a, I don't know, power lifter will have like a quad go out oh, or God. a pet muscle rip, like while attempting a, a, a maneuver. Cody Rhodes, WWE's Cody Rhodes, son of uh, Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes, Taurus pectoral muscle while working out in between days of like their big pay-per-view event, hell in a cell still came out and performed. And when you tear a muscle and tear it off the bone, I ruptured my hamstring once upon a time. I've seen this before your leg bleeds on the inside. And when you bleed, you get bruising and it is not pretty. It is really, 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 really bad to look at. And his entire chest across his shoulder and down his arm is just purple and red and he went out there and performed so you know wrestling is what it is but i don't know if i should congratulate the dude or call it stupid but it was it was a spectacle for sure it's uh, one of the more grotesque images like you said and how he did it how he was because i was under the impression you tear a peck like your range of motion like you're lucky if you can even lift your arm right uh, right. I don't know how he went out there and did that, but I'm sure it was with lots and lots of drugs. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even factor that in, like the amount of painkillers and the willingness to just shoot your body up with anything that uh, wrestlers have. You know, it's it's not as if it's never played a role in any of their deaths. So, um, 
you know, I, I would also pat myself on the back as the jokes I didn't tell beginning of sports party. I did not memorialize Marion Jones, Marion Barber, the third or Marion Jones. Oh man. Shout out to the Barber family, man. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about that. Yeah. Marion Barber, the third cowboy, one of the most fun cowboys on teams that were, he was on a couple good teams unfortunately none that got past the first round, but, um, not his fault. He was fun, man. He was like the reason to watch some of those meh teams. Like he was, I swear to God, I have a memory of them playing, speaking of ludicrous, move, bitch, get out the way. Whenever he got the ball, once they realized like this dude really is a, a psycho when he runs, uh, dude. And he seemed like a sweet guy. And I know he's had some issues and now everybody's speculating like, Oh, is it, is it this, is it CTE what's going on? And I don't know. It doesn't sound like they're going to check his brain for that. I believe that was the last I saw on it, but whatever. I always, rem- I'll always remember that guy fondly. Cause that dude was fun to watch. Yeah. It's uh it's tough to see. I, I spoke about it when we first started the pod, I've had, I don't know, seven, eight concussions in my life. Uh, and so anytime things like this come down, I'll and no doubt get a text from somebody to be like, Oh, do you think it was football? And I'm like, well, if I do, I really don't want to think too many steps beyond that. So, uh, sucks to see. There it is. I guess I'll run it back. Let's do it. This is the segment where we talk about what we've already talked about. KJ is back on his apple cider, apple cider vinegar bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were back on it. I thought this was like I, a first. Uh, it's my it's my first uh, experience with the mother. Dave has stomach ailments, big facts. Dad strength, old man strength, dad dick. Hey, Dave, I'm sorry for that box lunch joke. Dylan is having trouble with munchflation. Don't remember that joke. Quinn Snyder looks like he tripped over a cactus at Dylan's uh, bachelor party. (laughs) And that's the pod. Oh, man. Why have fun. Well done. I got to go. My wife's my wife's uh, texting me screenshots from Facebook for people that are trying to rehome some golden retriever puppies. So uh, going to go put out that fire real quick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.